Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. immediate vicinity my name is jacob wilkinson my name is drew wade uh, or as some like to call me mr 11 and 5 in week five that's insane you how do you do it honestly can you tell us your secret for picking the um, no because then uh i might put into <laughs> jeopardy my four my four season winning streak um don't wanna don't wanna risk that so you're up by like what three games now oh yeah well insurmountable well, Mm-hmm. With twelve weeks of play to go, yep. There's no yeah, way you I... can come back. <laughs> I mean, probably true. Unfortunately, um, I gotta ask you real quick. Um, just I want your read on one team and one team only mm. as a as an NFC East viewer and fan. Oh, okay. Um, I've been seeing some people comfortably say this is it. These Giants are good. Here they are in the top 10. I've seen some other people saying, I don't care. This schedule has been mostly stupid. This is still Daniel Jones. This is barely a top half team. And I'm curious, what, what's your read on the Giants right now? Mm. So my read is that top 10 is probably a little, it's a little rich for my blood. I think mm. this team probably in like the low teens is where I would put them if I were to do some yeah. powerings. But I definitely think that coaching really matters for this team because this is by far the best they've been coached in the past several years and you know you can say it's because of this schedule that they've been playing but you can only play the people that you're up against and they just went on the i mean packers were on the road too but they just went to london and beat the packers in a game where they were losing by as many as 10 at one mm-hmm. point um and they showed a lot of determination in getting back into that game they're doing it with their like top five wide receivers not out on the field. And Saquon Barkley has looked like his old self. So I don't think they're a powerhouse team per se. I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, but they're definitely a, a pretty spicy team, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think it's at the very least, it's safe to say the NFC East's time as the worst division in our league in 2020 is, is already like, far behind us it seems like the cowboys are progressing even without dak off uh, on the field which is pretty crazy um mm-hmm. eagles and the giants are obviously both growing a lot this year um i don't know what washington is up to but yeah, it's just, just, <laughs> they don't know either but it kind of <laughs> sucks because the eagles are five and oh which i love but then you can't get too comfortable because the cowboys and the giants are both just one game behind at four and yeah. one so, no, it's crazy. Uh, it's a really tight race so far. The Cowboys, like you said, they're doing it without Dak. Their defense is just incredible, um, and that's okay. that's really the reason they've been winning games. Um, so it'll be it'll be scary if their offense really puts it together. If if Dak comes back to his full self at some point this year, yeah. The, what what's your your guess on that? Have you heard any timeline updates or anything like that? That injury, whenever I've checked in, seems to just be like. Who knows, basically. Yeah, so when it first happened, I think they were targeting around this week for him to come back mm-hmm. for this Eagles game, but uh, there was a report today that they were probably leaning with going 
with Cooper Rush for at least one more game. So um, Cooper Rush show still one more game for Sunday Night Football this week. We'll get into that later. But Dak should be back within the next week or two would be my guess. Yeah. Um, I, I Like you said, I think that this team has all of the makings to be really scary if that return. Um, just Like if he plugs right into this offense or, or I guess like this more like defensive system that they have this year um, and just brings another layer of depth to this team. I think that they are looking really scary. And honestly, um, the NFC as a whole is looking pretty like it, it's odd. It's like it's shifting power a little bit, I guess. Like a lot of the NFC teams that have been like meaningful for the last few years aren't really that important right now, but there's all of these other names that are coming out of the woodworks that are like, really making a name for themselves right now, which I think is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's a good time to be an Eagles fan. Uh, lots of good competition, and I'm just... Uh, it's exciting to see where they're going to go this year. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, well, you want to hop over to bet on Do I want to... Yeah, let's do that. Uh, my bet hit last week, Atlanta Falcons plus 10. They might maybe should have won that game bullcrap roughing the passer call on third Mm. down in the fourth quarter made sure that didn't happen but they were able to cover that 10 point spread so uh what did you bet on last week i can't remember i don't remember i feel like i took an under um probably in in which case it was probably good (laughs) (laughs) um maybe here i'll look at the scores like later and see if it comes back to me but i'm pretty sure i took an under last week so um yeah we'll have to see what what do you what do you have for this week? Speaking speaking of taking unders, I will be taking an under in this week's game. Um, not this week's game. This week's slate. I'm going to be going under 40, 41 or forty and a half, depending on which sports book you're looking at, for the Carolina Panthers at the L.A. Rams. The Rams are ten point favorites in this game, which also maybe take a look at. But I like the under here. Um. Cowboys Rams last week was a 32 point total. Uh, Panthers have been really, really bad on offense and pretty good on defense. So that's going to help out with a low score total. And the Rams still haven't really got it together on offense to this point. So um, that all sounds like a good concoction for a low scoring game. So under 40 and a half or 41, whatever you can get it at for that game. Uh- I'm almost positive I took the under on Colts Broncos. Like I'm almost positive that's what my bet was. Which gotta say <laughs> that certainly hit. Uh, I doubt they mm. had that line at 20 points. Um, yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I like that bet for sure though. Uh, th- that one sounds pretty spicy to me. I yeah, both of those teams have have just been like very <laughs> like significantly less interesting this year than I would had hoped for them to be, which is a bummer. Um, sets up for a situation like this very nice um i am actually going to suggest an over this week which i know i know i know but um i noticed this one the line i don't know it's not like crazy but i think i think it's worth looking at uh tampa bay and uh the steelers have been put at 44 over under for the week um, that one is pretty tempting to me because even though the Steelers just had only three points this last week, it was against the Bills in Buffalo. Um, yeah. Outside of that, they've been averaging somewhere around 20, like a decent amount of their showings. And the Buccaneers, like, you know, aren't the like 
insanely powerful offense that they were last year, but they're still averaging around 25 to 30 themselves. I, I think like we've been saying how much the unders have been hitting this year. I don't know like how, obviously I don't really understand like the premeditation behind these bets, but I feel like every week I'm noticing the lines like move a little bit more closer to like tempting me to take the overs. And I'm wondering if that's right. because they're hitting so often. Um, Maybe I'm like falling for it here, but I don't know. Like, stands to reason both these guys, if they hit their averages, 44 should be no problem. Also, um, even though like Kenny Pickett introduction wasn't like that amazing, like I said, again, it's in Buffalo against the Bills defense. That's just a really tall order. I think that they're going to be like a lot have a lot easier time against the Tampa Bay secondary. And also, even though the kid didn't score a touchdown, he still went like 52 attempts and over like 300 yards or something like that against Buffalo in a game where they only scored three points. So I actually think Kenny Pickett um, will have like a decently high scoring game here in the near future. Um, so yeah, this, this one is tempting me. All right. Yeah. I think that one is, that's a pretty good bet as well. Yeah, a lot of these over-unders this year have been dipping down really low. Scoring is just down um, mm-hmm. across the league. But like you said, Pittsburgh, if they can get back up to their average, they get a little more used to having Pickett at quarterback. Uh, Tampa Bay should be able to put up 24. Uh, no no problem on this on yeah. this defense that Buffalo just hung 38 on. So Yeah, absolutely. Like um, also... <laughs> this is another segment thing. What what's our other thing real quick? <laughs> yeah, just uh real quick we'll touch on our other segment here <laughs> because I beat Jacob in Dynasty this week, so it feels good. Um one in Jodo League as well on, on another note. Uh, it was a pretty good week in fantasy for me. Um conversely, not as good for you since I whooped up on you. True, you did beat me. Um I beat the other like leader um in the Jota League though, our friend Austin. So I, I think I had like a sixty point showing from the Ravens against him. Uh, <laughs> oh no, it was the Bills actually. Man, you get you get two members of either of those offenses on your team. It's it's cheating. I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah. But um yeah, I I think fantasy was like fine for me overall. I like picked up wins in the leagues that I always have a hard time winning in, and got an important win in Jodo. Um, some bummers in the money league that we're in together and our dynasty matchup, but well, <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> the the namesake of this bit was worse for me last week than fantasy itself was. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, now you remember that <laughs> uh, Kanye music bracket podcast idea we had. Now now's oh, the perfect yeah. time. To yeah, let's that. go ahead and reboot that guy. <laughs> <laughs> very pertinent (laughs) (laughs) Uh, quick score update like we mentioned drew's up three on me uh he's at 47 and 32 i am at oh and one (laughs) can't forget the one i hate the nfl i am at 44 35 and one and the coin is now dipping well below 500 with all these insane picks at 38 41 and one so there we go that leads us into week six can't believe it. Already week six. It's kind of crazy. I remember. It is crazy. It's going fast. March towards the season felt so long, and now it's just like, all right, games, games, games. <laughs> now we're like more than we're almost a third of the way through the season. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and we got an absolute banger to open up the week. 
Oh, you know I love Thursday night football. We have two of my favorite teams to watch in this league. I'm going to take some time out of my New York vacation tomorrow to watch this one for sure. We have the uh, <laughs> Chicago Bears hosting the Washington Commanders. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Womp is right. Both these teams really completely out of everybody's mind. I feel I, it's... I, I saw, like, a spot, like, advertising this one, and the Thursday night advertisement's, like, swearing to God that there's a storyline about two teams that just <laughs> nobody cares about. Like, always makes me laugh so hard. I, I don't think that the, like, Bears have been terrible this year. They've had, like, some close losses to some of their, like, key matchups that they need to start improving in in order to start doing better. Like, they kept it within a touchdown against the, the Vikings this last weekend. Yep. Um, which I think is pretty good. The Commanders also haven't been doing, like, terrible, but they're just, like, giving a bunch of teams that are struggling to have, like, solid performances, like, solid performances against them. After, like, one week of playing the Commanders, I saw NFL.com was ready to, like, put the Titans back in the top ten, so it's like, everybody looks good against the Commanders. Uh, I don't know if the Bears are going to look that good against them. Um, I do actually think that they are going to win this game, though, just because I think that the Commanders have just been so all over the place. Looking back at those first few weeks where Carson Wentz was, like, really doing things in fantasy doesn't, like, surprise me that much because every, like, glimpse I've caught of this team, it seems like they're really just throwing spaghetti at the wall or, like, down the field and seeing what happens. (laughs) And it's worked a couple of times, but... A lot of time it hasn't, and I think like the Bears at least have like some sort of an identity, and like strike me as a team that are like desperately trying to re-enter competition in this league. They just need to start throwing the stupid ball. But I mean, even if they want to run it like till the cows come home, I think that the Commanders home are the team that you're probably going to get away with doing that against. So yeah, I'm going to go with Chicago here. All right, starting off the week with a disagreement, I'm going to go with the Commanders in this one. I think they have a uh i think they're gonna have some good success running the ball against this chicago bears defense in this game and uh hopefully they'll do that more to try and keep it out of carson wentz's hands a little bit um and i think this is i'm gonna spin this a little bit sneaky i think these teams are like on their on kind of a similar level i think this could end up just being a good game between two bad teams right Probably will end up watching this one. Um, but yeah, not the kind of matchup you generally want to see in prime time. But I'm going with the commanders here. I think they're going to bounce back a little bit. The Bears, they have, like you said, they haven't been terrible this year. They're sitting at two and three, just had a very close loss to the Vikings, could easily be three and two. But um, I don't think they're going to be part of the narrative as the season goes along. Uh, neither will the commanders, but I think after this game, they'll be both be two and four. So. Yep. All right. Coin is going with you guessed it, the bear, the bears, <laughs> the bears. Literally, this is a, this is actually become a storyline to keep up with. He's not agreed <laughs> with me once on one of our disagreements. It's um, insane. What are the odds of that? Up next, fifty percent, I guess. Up next, over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Fifty uh, percent. How many ever disagreements we have factorial. <laughs> Um, blah blah blah. Up next, we have the Baltimore 13. Ravens. It's actually crazy. Due to the power what of thirteen. Oh wow! Like, 
Yeah, that's actually crazy. Okay, that actually <laughs> is a statistical <laughs> improbability at this point. But um, we'll see how long that continues. Up next, we've got the Baltimore Ravens going to the Big Apple, or right across the river from it, to play the New York Giants. Uh, the Ravens coming off of a hotly contested Sunday night victory against their rival, the Cincinnati Bengals, ended up winning that one on a last-second field goal. The New York Giants, as referenced earlier, coming off a comeback victory over the Green Bay Packers in London. Um, I think that we sort of see the Ravens offense get back on track a little bit here against a Giants defense that has actually played pretty well, but I think uh, the Ravens are going to be too much for them, and uh, maybe we start to see the Giants uh, slip a little bit in power rankings across the nation. I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, I'm almost like tempted to like buy in on it a little bit, but I feel like that's sort of the thing holding me back from like buying (laughs) in on the Giants the most. Just like I have been so hesitant about like believing that this team is like entering a higher echelon at the moment. Um, And I I feel like last week should have been, you know, like if last week wasn't like, oh, now they're starting to show holes and it seems just as silly to to think so this week, but I don't know. I really do hold steady that these Giants still have a lot of growing to do to be able to compete. I think um, this is a very abnormal away game in general. Man, I, I feel like it must be so frustrating to play that home game, especially if you're not Jacksonville. Mm. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, I don't know. I like I I have enjoyed seeing these Giants come to play, um, and I think that the Ravens are very susceptible to these kinds of upsets, um, which is why I feel like hopefully we'll, we'll see them continue to lean into what they've been doing really well. in some of these wins, which is just like trusting in Lamar, basically um, letting him do his work. And uh, yeah, I, I think like you said, like the, the coaching matters a lot for this giants team right now, but the Ravens coaching has has struck me as being on another level, like for basically Harbaugh's entire time there. So yeah, it's going to be a, a big a big check for that. I think coin Ravens, coin Ravens, correct. Yep, unanimous decision. All right, cool. The Indianapolis Colts. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Coming off of <laughs> the best game you'll ever see. Like, the two worst games in NFL history have happened this year, and the Broncos played both of them in prime time. Mm, like, how has this happened? True. Guess who's playing in prime time again this week? <laughs> Dude, it is week six. This is our fourth prime time game. Well deserved. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Ah, it's so like i wish we were just losing at 1 p.m dude like every nfl fan is talking about how bad the broncos are it's so annoying oh my god yeah you could get away with a lot more if it was at 1 p.m but nope that is a, it's not your it's cross like, to bear it's like a weekly show like on the schedule it's like the broncos are play bad football for three hours like you can see it it's ridiculous anyway uh oh man the indianapolis colts are part of one of those so exciting Broncos slobber knockers earned a fifth quarter even of exciting play for us mm. all to enjoy. Um, Matt Ryan didn't understand a clock rule. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was euthanized after the game. So 
<laughs> the Colts looked awesome. I'm really Turned glad they managed glue. to. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad they managed to put a win up on the board. Uh, <laughs> gosh, man, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they deserved it. <laughs> Jacksonville, on the other hand, um, has been having quite a season so far. I mean, they. This was a, a few weeks ago, but like entered the lexicon or the conversation for destroying the Chargers, started really making a name for themselves as being a real team after playing a competitive game against the Eagles, and then they just did like the worst possible thing you could do to follow that up, which is lose the Houston at home. So lost these teams... to Houston for the ninth time in a row. I'll add. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. That's insane. Both these teams just like train wrecks <laughs> Man, the entire afc south is such an insane meme um i am gonna go jacksonville here because i do think that they are the better team the nine in a row thing i mean we've talked about this like when we talked about the niners and rams like at some point it becomes a factor where it's like well you know is this like to the detriment of this team that they can't the Texans, or is this just like an L that you can write off as nothing? It's like, yeah, whatever, they're growing, but they've never learned how to beat the Texans. Um, mm. It's weird. Um, but, like, Colts have not shown, except for that one random 24-0 and shutout against the Chiefs, have just been, like, nothing all year. Really stupid. T- oh, no, they didn't decide that, that wasn't the shutout. But except for that one, like, good game against the Chiefs, like, just, yeah, just have done nothing. Matt Ryan looks... So bad, so bad, so so bad. I I am gonna go Jacksonville here, um, because it feels like both these teams are bouncing back, and but the Colts just won, and that should tell you something. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, I wonder what this team's record would be with Carson Wentz a quarterback. But um, yeah, me too. I, I'm also going to go with the Jags here. Uh, that 24 to nothing score that you remember was the last time the Jags played the Colts, which was like three weeks ago when the Jags oh, yeah. won 24 to nothing. Right. Um, I think the Jags pass, pass rush is going to take advantage of this Colts offensive line. Matt Ryan is just going to be on the ground ton like he was against the Broncos. And uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to bounce back after uh, he sort of regressed last week, sort of looked like uh, 2021 Trevor Lawrence, but... Mm. I think he gets right this week against the Colts. Coin is also going with the Jags here. Up next, we have the New England Patriots hot off a 29, I think, to nothing win against the Detroit Lions. Uh, Full remember, one analyst said this just feels like a game the Patriots win. Boy, was that guy right. What a genius. (laughs) Uh, They're going to take on the Cleveland Browns, who... Um, I'm trying to. They found a way to lose against the Chargers, mm-hmm. despite having a big early lead and a great chance to win at the end. Um, Browns now sit at two and three. They could easily be four and one at yeah. this point, but um, they've let a bunch of games slip through their hands. I think they're, I think they're a good team. Um, they are a good team. They just find ways to lose, and. Patriots, on the other hand, probably going to be going with Bailey Zappi at quarterback again, which obviously, you know, they've won two games in a row now. Um, maybe that's not the worst thing in the world for them. Did they win the week before last? I can't remember. It's all um, blurry. E- I'm pretty sure they did. Yes. No, that's no, they didn't. They played against the Packers. It was really close oh, yeah, that's uh, right. over time. But yeah. um, 
is actually a tough one. I think I'm actually going to go with the Browns. I, th- I was leaning Pats at first, but uh, I think we're going to see a signature Jacoby Brisket game in this one. <laughs> mm, delicious. And I think we'll see the Pats offense come back to earth a little bit after that huge game they had last week. Yeah, this is like the last thing I want to be saying, but the Browns are going to be like a sincere threat <laughs> once Sean Watson hits the field. Um, yep. I think like their their run game has been just as reliable as everybody expected it to be this year and also is showing a lot of signs of like being maybe even notable like in the grand scheme of the run game in the NFL like it was last year. Um, yep. And even though Ari Cooper hasn't necessarily been having, like, the greatest season he's ever had while he's been here, um, he's been, like, picking up a lot of clutch TDs and has been being thrown to by Jacoby Brissett so far. So it's just, like, once, yeah, once Deshaun Watson is on this team, they are just going to look elite, I'm afraid, um, because... They're putting up these like twenty-eight to thirty games against the Chargers with Jacoby Brissett at QB. Um, so I don't know. I the one like thing that really stands out to me is like both of these teams. I feel like heavily, heavily, heavily relied on like both run D and like run offense last year for most of their wins, and the Pats have kind of been like trying to take out of that a little bit. So I, I think like you could make the argument that like. They that like stylistically that could prove to be a problem, but I think that like the Browns are just going to play like so much more of a clean run game than the Patriots ever would be able to that it won't even really matter if it's like that. And also, like I said, I mean, like even though it's Jacoby Brissett, like the Browns passing game still looks arguably better than it did last year. So, yeah, I think that this is going to be a much more dynamic offense for them than the Lions were. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Browns as well. All right coin going off the beaten path going with the Patriots in this one. Wow. For him. Big Robert Kraft fan. <laughs> Next up we have, <laughs> we have the New England Saints hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> he just said New England Saints. Oh wait, New Orleans Saints, I mean. <laughs> we just in, in the sheet, though. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's surely me. <laughs> I definitely made that mistake. That's funny, though. The New England Saints. Yeah, the New Orleans Saints uh, hosting the Bengals. The Bengals, like you said, lost in a heartbreaker last-second uh, field goal to their divisional rivals, the Ravens. And heartbreaking really has been a great word to describe this whole season for the Bengals. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Like, Man, it, like they are just like so close. It reminds me a lot of their regular season last year, honestly. Like they, they're so close to being elite, but it's just like every week, their matchup is tough. They like lose it at a key moment. Joe Burrow gets hit when it matters the most. Um, and I mean, like, you want to talk about like quarterbacks who get hit when it matters the most? Like Joe Burrow being sacked at all the key moments, like, are the things I remember from that Super Bowl last year. So yeah. I feel like. That is still major, like, just identity crisis for this team that they have not yet managed to overcome um, with all of the effort that they put into it during this offseason. The Saints, um, with Andy Dalton at QB, just put up a 39-point game, which is crazy, crazy. Uh, Of course, a lot of it came down to the ever-reliable Taysom Hill, who has been... (laughs) 
whatever, truly whatever this team has needed him to be when it matters most uh, for his whole career. Uh, even though they are without their head QB, and even though, granted, they just played against the Seahawks, I do think that the Saints are a, form- or a formidable team. Uh, I mean, like, before Jameis ever came to them, like, I, I think those last couple of years that they had Drew, he wasn't insane, but it was just this this roster and this team's like fundamentals are, have always been like phenomenal. Um, I think that that is maybe actually going to cause some problems uh, for this Bengals team. So I'm kind of like surprised, but in this Andy Dalton revenge game, I think I might actually be going with the uh, Saints here because, like I said. The Bengals have just been having a really hard time producing, like when it matters most. And I actually kind of prefer the Saints D to the Ravens a little bit. Um, and it's in New Orleans. And like, yeah, like I said, like any any fear I had about like this team not being able to produce without Jameis, like they've been able to dispel. So I feel good about it. Yeah, this was a one that when I was looking at the slate, um, I was going to have a tough time picking it, but I think I have landed on the Bengals here, uh, netting us another disagreement. I think um, the the Saints, while they did put up 39 last week against the Seahawks, they also let up 32 points to the Seahawks, so I think uh, we could see a big game from Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase here uh, in the passing game. I think the Saints probably will slow down Joe Mixon again, which um, has been something most teams have done this year so far, unfortunately. But uh, I think the Bengals are going to find a way to overcome that, and I think this might be the best we have seen them look so far on offense. So, yeah, I'm going Bengals here. I hope so. Let's see, let's see. Coin. Oh, broke the streak. One with me on this one. It's over. We can all breathe a sigh of relief. (laughs) Coin. Pick the Bengals. Up next, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are, what are they, 3-2? and two? Going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers at 1-4. and four. Uh, Yeah, the Buccaneers are going to win this game. Kenny Pickett <laughs> is still a rookie quarterback. He looks pretty good. Got a, I'm still eating that L. I thought Mitch was going to look great in this offense. He did not. Kenny Pickett has definitely given them a spark. But the Buccaneers are going to win this game. Yeah, um, even though, like I said earlier... Looking at the over, I guess you would expect that to mean that I think this is going to be a competitive game, um, and I and I really do think it will be just because the Buccaneers have been allowing a lot of like pretty close games so far this year. Um, even like this last weekend, they had a pretty close loss to the Falcons. So I I am going to take the Buccaneers here because the Steelers are are awful, but I I think that uh, I don't know. Well <laughs> It would be fun to see this this upset. <laughs> you should uh, next it. up. No, I'm good. Oh, wait. I didn't mean to type oh, it in. too late. I'm you not... put it no, in. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coin also going with the Buccaneers here. Nice. And it's not accepting that type in, which is awesome. Okay, I fixed it. All right, next up we have the Atlanta Falcons um, hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Falcons, I don't know. I mean, have not been making a, a name for themselves as, like, a clear candidate for a worst team in the league uh, as much as I expected them to, which is good. They've played a lot of, like, high-scoring games and a lot of competitive games, which actually I will say, like, they did last year. Um, I just really did, thought that their offense was going to not necessarily regress, but just be a lot less comfortable than it was last year at the very least. Uh, but they still, I don't know. I mean, Mariota isn't 
looking crazy, crazy, but uh, they have been finding some routes to success, which has been pretty exciting to see. The 49ers um, have been really boring to watch, honestly. <laughs> uh, I, I think that they look solid, and Jimmy Garoppolo obviously is kind of making the Niners look silly for doubting in him as much as they did. But uh, I don't know, even in like some of their really key moments, like I think most, most people, if you ask them like, Hey, what do you think about the 49ers? Like probably the game they paid the closest attention to was that like (laughs) awful game they played against the Broncos. Like, so we've seen some really exciting showings from them, but they're kind of dealing with that same normal 49ers issue where it's like, they're not really making a name for themselves, even though they could very easily almost win an NFC championship again. So I am going to go the 49ers here, although I would really love to see the Falcons flip this game. But I think that this one is uh, hopefully the, the, I think that the for, the 49ers are capable of like putting up a, a game on the Falcons. Like they should have been playing every week, which is just like getting completely shut out. I think that, because of their fundamentals, especially on defense, this could be like a 17-0 to game or whatever for the 49ers. Um, and I would like to see some sort of a showing like that from them to trust in them as a higher echelon team. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the 49ers as well here. I will note how Mariota and the Atlanta Falcons are 5-0 and against the spread this year. Um, so maybe take a look at that spread. I think it's 5.5 in favor of the 49ers. Kind of makes me nervous. I'd probably away from that personally but hey if you're a guy that believes in trends or gal that believes in trends five in a row against the spread um yeah i think this 49ers defense is gonna be too good for atlanta however um their passing game is not where you would expect an nfl team to be and i think it's not gonna be a good combo going against this tough 49ers defense all right coin is going with the falcons however and up flackens. Up next, we have the New York Jets taking on the Green Bay Packers in Wisconsin. As T Pain once said, um, the Jets don't look now. They're three and two. Second yeah. in the AFC East, coming off a hot 40 burger against no. the Miami Dolphins. Um, however, I will be picking the Packers to win this game because I am a coward. And. As much as I think it would be fun to see the Jets keep winning, I think the Packers, they've already lost two games this year. They haven't lost more than three in Matt LaFleur's tenure. Actually, I think they lost four last year. First time we had 17 games. However, they haven't lost more than four in Matt Matt LaFleur's tender. Goodness. Mm. That was real hard to get out, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're going to lose this game against the Jets. They're going to take care of business at home. And Aaron Rodgers is going to figure something out with this receiving core that no longer includes uh, Devontae Adams. Although, just want to give ups to Zach Wilson and the Jets' offense. They have looked a little better these past couple weeks. So, interesting to see where they go. Yeah, I don't know. This is like kind of going back to the conversation we had earlier about like how much do you let the schedule matter. It's like their offense is performing incredibly, but their wins are just like the least impressive slate of three wins you could possibly have at this point. Like they beat the Skylar Thompson led dolphins this last weekend. And I believe that their, their other two wins are over one is over the Steelers. And then one is over 
Uh, here, let me figure this out real quick. The other one the is the Browns. The Browns. So, yeah. I, 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 but, like, they're putting up a lot of points. And I think that there's an insane amount of talent on this offense. Like, raw, untapped talent, which is why they play against other teams that don't really have that much, like, discipline or, like, very nice, smooth, sanded-out edges. Um they can just look like they have a lot more going for them. But I think that even though they might even potentially be like the stronger offense on paper, like is the Packers are just like a much better program. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, so I, I think that this is just like not the type of game that this offense is ready to win yet. Just completely honestly. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers here. All right. Go pack. Go says the coin making this unanimous Packers. All right, cool. Next up, we have the Dolphins hosting the Vikings. The Dolphins, like I said, are currently led by Skylar Thompson, who I didn't even really realize would be a factor going into that game. Um, was Never not... heard of him before that game, personally. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> they they were wise to only let Teddy Bridgewater touch the ball for two plays, I'll say that much. Um, not How wise, though? I don't know. It resulted in a 17-40 to 40 game against the Jets, so... <laughs> Um, man, the Dolphins, I feel so bad for this team. I mean, I can tell you one person I especially feel bad for, but just like the amount of insane momentum that they had just like <laughs> right out the window. Uh, I have some friends who live in Florida and their friends who are from Miami didn't have power, uh, for three days because of the storm, like the hurricane, the week mm-hmm. that, uh, the, which covered the Thursday that Miami played against Cleveland, and I mean Cincinnati. And when they got their power back on Sunday, they found out that Tua was probably out forever. And that was Ooh. how they returned to having power. That's like, rough. <laughs> it's rough. Rough time to be a Dolphins fan. Um, so I think like I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, I would have been so excited about this game that they're playing here, hosting the Vikings, because the Vikings have also as you all know, been one of my favorite offenses to watch this year, and they've continued to really exciting and yet still play exactly like the Vikings have always been played with, which is they're like only winning by three or four every time. Um, so I like this had all of the makings of like a goaded game a few weeks ago, but unfortunately now I think it's just going to be easy sailing for our, our dear friend 12 p.m. in the afternoon, Kirk Cousins. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings here. Yeah, I'm going Vikings as well. Uh, color me, or not color me, um, <laughs> count me shocked that neither of us are going to have confidence in the Spencer Thompson Dolphins here. Skyler, wow. Look at that. I can't remember his name. I'm tired, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm going Vikings. Said, said. Point also going with the Vikings here. I would just like to point out real quick. Um, the Vikings are terrible against backup quarterbacks. Um, I, here, let me see if I can find the exact record. It's something like two mm-hmm. out of the last eleven games they played against a backup quarterback, they won. So keep, I don't know. Keep that in mind. Maybe hmm. <laughs> that makes you think. What about backup <laughs> backup quarterbacks? Does it make yeah, I don't know. Count those. I remember they lost to Cooper Rush on Halloween last year, so uh, that's a point in the Dolphins' favor. 
But no, I'm still going Vikings. Uh, up next, we have got a game that we talked about in the bet on it segment. The Carolina Panthers are going to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Both of these offenses are icky, icky. Um, Panthers, I think, are going to be starting uh, PJ Walker, a quarterback, this week because Baker Mayfield has a high ankle sprain. Sam Darnold's still not back. So great, really good offensive performance, <laughs> surely, coming from them. Um, the Rams, on the other hand, Matthew Stafford will probably throw it to Cooper Cup 20 times in route to a 17-6 to victory over the Panthers. That sounds about right. Don't really have anything to add. Um, what happened to you, L.A.? <laughs> yeah, this is the worst. You hurt me. Probably one of the worst Super Bowl hangovers uh, I've seen in recent years. Uh, yeah, Coin, Ooh, going with the Panthers, coming with some heat. All right. I like it. I like it. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Seahawks, believe her, at a two and three, but um, they just keep playing these like insane 60 point games against other piece of trash teams. It's very funny to witness. Um, you know, did you imagine if Geno Smith was on the Broncos? <laughs> How good would that team be? That. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> uh yeah he just simply has not written back i don't know it's 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 crazy i mean like 48 32 like back to back like that's that's a high caliber offense baby i don't know what else like these seahawks are something um the cardinals once a team known for playing like that have just kind of been whatever all year also at two and three um squeaked by against the panthers Squeaked by against the Raiders, trashed by the Chiefs, and, and and barely weren't able to do anything against the Rams and Eagles. So just a team that has really lost its way as um, a competitor. And I think that they might actually get shellacked here a little bit. The Cardinals, I honestly don't think, are capable of the production that this Geno Smith Seahawks are. I don't know how I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's true. Uh, Kyler has just really not been anything this year. And I understand that they're starting to um, return to their non-injured selves. Like Debo is starting to play again, right? Pretty soon here. Um, or is that still not the case? Oh, not Debo, sorry. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. He, oh, I'm also tired. <laughs> he's got uh, one game left on his suspension, so this will be yeah, the last week they have without him. Yeah, so they're starting to get closer to, you know, being maybe back in the conversation, but honestly, I think that this team has just been so clueless without him. Um, I, I don't really have any expectations, and yeah, I, I think that Going into Seattle, they might have some difficulty here. So, Yeah, I think this is going to be a really good game, like a much better game than we would have expected a couple weeks ago, um, just because I think both of these defenses are not good. And the offenses, while the Cardinals haven't been great, I think just the fact that they're going against the Seahawks means their offense is going to put up probably the most points we've seen from them this year. And um, Seahawks will keep doing their thing. Uh, I think the over-under is... It's uh, 50 and a half, so that uh, kind of confirms what I'm saying here. Good offensive matchup. I'm going to... I was toddling back and forth here, um, so you going with the Seahawks makes me uh, more willing to pick the Cardinals here. I think that 
like I said, I think we'll see their best offensive showing yet. They have the... They showed some grit in some games recently. They came back from being 14 down to make it a game against the Eagles last week. They came back from 20 to nothing at halftime against the Raiders to eventually win that game. So somewhere in there is still a high-performing team, but we just haven't really seen it all that much. But I think the Seahawks is a great team to bring it out of them. So I'll go Cardinals here. And the coin is going with the Seahawks. Man. Back on this already. Up next, we have got <laughs> a game that certainly deserves to be in the Monday night slot more than what is currently in Monday night slot. Oh, yeah. But instead, it is at uh, 425 Eastern. The Buffalo Bills going to <laughs> Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in a rematch of what many call the best football game of all time, that last year's AFC Divisional Round game. Um, Bills coming back with a vengeance, and they just have looked incredible this year um the nfl power rankings moved the bills back up to number one even though the eagles are still undefeated and i can't even be mad about that i think that that is a totally fair move this looks like just the definition of a juggernaut team and the chiefs on the other hand have been getting back on the right page after we saw some bit of slowness at the beginning of the season so i'm really excited to see how this game goes i'm really excited to watch how it plays out but in the end i think it'll be more like the bills chiefs regular season game last year where the bills just dominated and i think the bills win again yeah, i agree um i think that um where we've seen uh mcdermott have a little bit of difficulty growing into coaching postseason. Uh, Andy Reid is like maybe the post the best postseason coach outside of Bill Belichick that we have. So like, yeah, I I kind of am inclined to agree with you that like if you know if I had to pick like which of these game which of those games from last year this one's gonna look like I'm I'm leaning closer to the regular season as well. Even though the Chiefs have been like tightening tightening it up a lot, um, they still have been like. I think that their defense is regressing a little bit this year. Maybe not, like, terribly. And also, it doesn't even matter that much in a lot of their matchups because the offense has just returned to being insanely good like it has been pretty consistently for the last few years. But, uh, like, last year when Mahomes was having difficulty, like, the defense really stepped it up and held some really important offenses to some, like, not, not, like, embarrassing games, but, like, low scoring games whereas now like they're like 30 from the raiders they won by like one point uh 31 from the bucks even though they won that game by 10 points um they let the colts score more like score period which like almost no other team has done um so they only won by three points against the chargers so i think that that has been like a little bit of um if i didn't prey on this team's downfall three times a day a little bit of a concerning factor for the chiefs but uh Luckily to me, it's like, I think where this matchup is really going to be difficult for them because the Bills, on the other hand, I think, like, have to be the best defense. <laughs> like, they just look so good. They just look so good. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Buffalo here. Shock team, right. we're both going with the Bills. Indeed. Um, uh, I'm going to let you take this one so we can introduce Chiefs. Absolutely. We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming Bird up. to Bruce Sunday Night Football as the Philadelphia Eagles at 5-0 host the 
four and one Dallas Cowboys for a big NFC East rivalry showdown. Uh, the winner of this game is going to be in first place in the NFC East. So, Lord, if we lose this game, I'm going to be beyond depressed. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Eagles. Obviously, it just wouldn't be right for me to say otherwise. Wish I'd picked the Cowboys last week like my gut was telling me to. Would have got another win in the disagreement battle, but that would have been out of character, just like it would be for me to not pick the Eagles here. They have won in a myriad of ways this season. They have won in a blowout. They've won in a close game. They've come back from a big deficit. And I think that they are going to be the first team this season to put more than one touchdown against the Cowboys defense. Be the toughest match the Cowboys defense has faced. And if they're going with Cooper Rush, I mean, dude threw for like 120 yards last week. And the Eagles defense is going to... He, he's got another thing coming uh, against the Eagles this week. I think I think my boys stay hot, and I think the Eagles fly out of Sunday Night Football at 6-0. and Yeah, even though um, it was like a low-scoring close game against an underwhelming Cardinals, I think last week was maybe my favorite game of watching the Eagles because seeing uh, the way that they were incorporating Jalen Hurts' like taking the ball himself into the offense a little bit more and him like I feel like he's just really starting to be the uh school of Lamar Jackson style like versatile QB that people had said that he could be when he came into this league um and yeah I just man I I think it's really impressive like all the different um routes to victory that this team has and even though this Cowboys defense has been incredible this year um, I do think that they are going to be caught quite off guard by the amount of growth that the Eagles have had since their last matchup. And yeah, I'm going to go with Philly here as well. Let's go. Let's see what the coin oh has to say about this one. Coin. <clears throat> going with the Cowboys. <laughs> Somehow Indeed. I'm not surprised, but Bird up. nonetheless. <laughs> All right, let's talk about my stupid team now. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, so the Broncos played uh, the worst game of football ever this last weekend, beating their very recent attempt at playing the worst game of football ever. Uh, have have our interceptions outnumbered our touchdowns yet <laughs> this year? Like, I think we're getting close. Um, yeah, it's just Russ can't cook. <laughs> it's just been tough, man. It's been tough. I got um, salmonella from Russ cooking my dinner. Yeah, for real. And like I said, like, it could just be... I think, like, if all of these games... Okay, this has got to stop. <laughs> I think, like, if all these games um, had not been on primetime, like, for real, I think I would have a much different, like, feeling about this because... Coming into this year, I don't think anybody really had expectations. Oh, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the media was trying to create expectations for the Broncos, but I don't think like the average fan was like, "Oh my god!" Like this team is going to look insanely strong. Like when the Russ sign happened, and I think like if we were playing at like noon every week, I really could see myself like still kind of trying to be like, well, you know, like any week now, like we could see them like start coming together. Um, 
because there wouldn't be any I, I wouldn't be hearing like everybody else like just constantly saying how bad the broncos are uh because like we are like the laughing stock of our slash nfl right now um i don't and i and i understand why because yeah we have just subjected <laughs> the entire nfl to so many bad <laughs> very very bad primetime games this year um we're gonna do it again um here against the chargers who Probably gonna beat us. I don't know, twelve to two, and that sounds like a Broncos scoreline <laughs> right now. This is ridiculous. Like, here, here's the thing: like, the game that we score thirty and like Russ puts like two in the air, I'm immediately gonna be back to like, because I, I still think we have like just so much potential. But it's just like Javante's gone now. Our wide receivers room has continued to stay injured. And even without those factors, it's like Russ can't cook and Hackett can't manage this stupid clock, man. So, uh, unfortunately, I am going to be taking the Chargers here. But this isn't hunger strike or anything like that because we still have, like, so much more opportunity than we ever had. And, in fact, like, this is the type of game that in the past, like, really like we i feel like every time we look at our worst like we have a surprising win against the chargers but um i would only be sacrificing that by believing in it at this point because i just don't think that we look ready to take on this team right now so there you go Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you know been known to do some crazy things in the past. <laughs> Chargers team, they they're they're pretty good, but they they sure do be chargering it up a lot, huh? Mm-hmm. They very nearly blew this game against the Browns at the end. They got killed by the Jaguars earlier this year. Justin Herbert still playing through an injury. Denver's defense looks pretty good. Feeling a little crazy. Go for it, man. I'm going for it. I'm going to pick the Broncos when you're not picking the Broncos. So that's fine. <laughs> that's it's not I the first time that's happened. <laughs> I would be even more apt to do so if Drew Locke was still the quarterback because I feel like that would just be the perfect storm for the Broncos to be the Chargers this week. But I'm going with the Broncos here. I think, I don't know. They The last time we saw them in a divisional game, was their best offensive performance. Unfortunately, they also had their worst defensive performance that week. Mm -hmm. But I think that this game, I don't know what's telling me this. There's I've seen no evidence to show that this is the case. But I think this is going to be more of the the style of AFC West showdown that we were sold this offseason. And Mm -hmm. I think we're going to come away from this thinking it was a very good Monday night football game. And... Both quarterbacks are going to play well. Shocker. Um, even though Russ is, as we know now, he was playing through a partially torn lat. So um, yeah. that explains some of the down, the downgrade in play that we've seen from him. But um, I think this will be a good game. I don't know. I'm just, something's telling me to pick the Broncos here. I think they're going to pull it out. And hope you're right. suddenly, suddenly make this a very interesting AFC West uh, race with, you know, I think the Broncos and the Chargers will have the same record at that point. If the Chiefs lose like we expect them to. I don't know, man. Yeah, true. I mean, here's hoping. I, I like. I I think I could very easily see myself like 
if, if we were to end up coming into a scoreline like I had thought we'd have at the beginning of the season, like 10 and 7, like, I think I would totally look back at it just being like, yeah, it just took us like five weeks to figure it out or whatever. But um, haven't shown me anything that makes me think that they're going to have it figured out next week. So, we, yeah. We shall see. Coin is with you once again going with the Chargers. Love it. Um, we have four more primetime games also. So I hope everybody's How? <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, Actually really insane. Silly. Yeah, I don't know why it happened. Um, I mean, I do, but... It, <laughs> man, it sucks so bad. I don't want to play prime time anymore. Bronco, I hate it. Let's, Let's ride. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Uh, wish I was born in a different city. <laughs> um, tell your friends to check out our show if you enjoy it, which I would hope you do, because you're here, you dingus. And um, rate and review us, and... Make sure to check out Drew's other endeavors, Drew. Yeah, check out Super Fantasy Brothers and check out a good NBA podcast. Haven't been dropping as many of those recently, but NBA season is fast approaching us, so we'll get back more to a normal schedule there. Thanks for sticking with us through a a sleepy episode today, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, for seriously. (laughs) I saw a Reddit post referencing... um, season baseball and i was like "Ooh, it's almost basketball time <laughs> <laughs> and actually i've been i've been hot into the postseason baseball because the phillies are actually playing in the postseason this year first yeah. time in 11 years so let's go phillies go nfls um go birds birds go north america we um went oh and nine during week one at worlds i'm gonna Ooh. go <laughs> gonna go watch us play this weekend um, you're gonna turn the tides uh, my favorite team needs to win all three of their games and two tiebreakers in order to escape the group stage. So tomorrow I'm going to get to see them win five times. So that's going to be really exciting. And so I guess go cloud nine, go Phillies, go birds. Broncos country. Let's ride. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade and I got the coin right here with me. 